0: from Atlanta, Georgia, on Rock Radio UK, the Blues Channel, you are now live from the Midnight Circus. This is Lahamadu, and I got a great show for you today. Today, our featured artist is Crystal Star. She's got a brand new release out, we'll be listening to tracks from that, and of course we'll be talking with Crystal at the top of the hour. You're not going to want to miss that interview. Now, this is the voice of indie blues. This is the show that brings you nothing but currently touring artists who are out there creating new original music rooted in the blues. We embrace the diversity of music that always has and still is being created from those roots. Now, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingascene.org. We got some great articles, CD reviews, artist interviews, and so much more. And you know what? I've got some great music I know you're going to love. And some great new artists I can't wait to introduce you to. And of course, I aim to misbehave.
1: Saying things, secrets that you keep Looking in the mirror, what do you see? Tell me, is it everything, everything you wanna be? I wonder, how many times do I fall to my knees? Got my hands in the air, right? It be, that way. be that way, be that way, be that way sometimes be that way. Be that way. be that way, be that way, be that way sometimes Starring children Be that way sometimes Standing in the crowd all alone drank a bucket full of water still drier than a bone could be walking down the street find a thousand dollar bill and blow it out my hand and I never see it again tell me how many times will I fall to my knees with my hands in Bees that way, bees that way sometimes Bees that way, bees that way, bees that, be that way sometimes Sometimes the world can be so, so cold. cold It hardens your heart and freezes your soul All but, oh, but you just remember when life shuts you down Just hold on and be i yeah.
2: The moment you realize, how could there possibly be this many blues?
3: This heart of mine, I'll try to send a postcard somewhere down the line. You'll understand, I hope. So goodbye, and like they say, that's all she wrote.
4: No silver spoon in my mouth. Born in Chicago, baby. Raised in a dirty sigh. Sure, nine baby, stay fed I was born in Chicago No silver spoon in my mouth Played on the south side Till the street lights sent me home I oh, even didn't live fancy, baby Mama kept us strong Life wasn't easy for a little ghetto girl It's all I knew my world i was born in chicago no silver spoon lotion, food stamps low I don't wear a part of the working poor I was born in Chicago No civil spoon. Laid on the south side Till the street sent me home Oh, you didn't live back, sir? Mama kept her strong For a little ghetto girl It's all I knew And this was my world I was born in Chicago No silver spoon in my mouth Raised in, in, wow. in the dirty sound Raised in the dirty sound Was raised in the dirty sound
1: And mm-hmm.
0: that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution. And now, here's an indie blues double shot from our featured artist today, Crystal Star. And stay tuned for that interview. It comes up. Right after these songs,
5: oh, my look all right. All my pants wait too tight. Can I walk in these shoes? Will he notice the loose? I'm moving slow. Do you think I'm too fast? Should I leave? Should I stay? Should I go my own way? This is the first time I've found something for you. She now you're in and I'm coming Now you got me feeling something. I- He got me begging, oh please
4: Two with it. Go round right around and double take two with it. huh ain't no breaking hearts, girl. Cause I ain't think about anybody but you. Some retro swagger, oh, so I can see you come, walking down that driveway. Like it's your runway. When them curves the blur, then you making them swerve, then you pop, 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 making them hurt Then yeah, you hangin' all your fear, out to try, girl. No judgment's judge, just, just as you are making look good when you move with your swag. Come on, baby, what's wrong with that? Hey.
5: Cause the stone you've been moving Has been taking its toll. I put it all on the line Since you left me for her My world has high definition Now it's all just a blur A part of a game oh, no. when you're spit at the prize.
0: from her brand new release and we got Crystal on the line right now. Hey, Crystal, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great.
6: Thank you. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing okay. You know, I'm hanging in here.
6: Oh, good. Good,
2: good, good.
0: Now, this is the first time you've been on our show, and we always like to give our fans an opportunity to kind of get to know who you are as an artist. And I, the best way to do that is by your journey, how you got to where you are today. So yeah. give us the story of Crystal Star. <laughs> well,
6: um, my story kind of started out simply. I mean, I used to sing in um, in church and... Um, you know, basically, like, just always knew I wanted to be a singer, and uh, my whole family is really creative, um, we used to do family, you know, me and my cousin used to sing together all the time in the living room for our family, my grandma and grandpa, my mom and dad, and so I think just growing up in that, that environment really, like, set the tone for what I knew that I wanted to be when growing up, so, um, yeah, so just growing up in a small city, La Puente, California, and, um, you know, I started Singing background for different artists like um, Jessica Simpson. I was on the Disney Channel a couple of times, uh, performing with her. And then um, just really knowing, I, w- I was trained uh, vocally trained by um, a jazz musician named Howard McQuarrie, who was like my godfather. And he really believed in me and just told me, "Don't you know? Don't worry about what you think or how you think people think of you, because you are exactly how God is. You God has made you to be." So go so after whatever your heart is intending. So, um, so th- I knew singing was going to be my thing. So I went through the journey of um, going to college. I studied jazz. I um, got a jazz major. I was a jazz major. And then from there, I went to Broadway, start on Broadway, then, you know, did some things, singing background for lots of different artists, uh, Je- uh, Jessica Simpson, Heather Headley, Stevie Wonder, Kanye West. Uh, paul stanley i still sing with paul stanley and his group um yeah a lot of just different various artists ariana grande and it just taught me you know a lot about this industry um and then um after starring broadway i worked on my first album and then here i am now with my um with my album now pop star which um i'm really excited
0: about okay well let's talk a little bit about um your new release um when you were um, putting together this release and, and, and you know going through the whole pre-production thing, what was really your goal for this that you were looking to achieve with this particular release?
6: You know, um, I try not to put that pressure on myself. I think that's a lot of pressure to put on myself to um, have like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this because I, I think anybody in the music industry knows that you know, there's a lot of letdowns and then there's a lot of great mm. things that happen. And I think for me, I just wanted to just be creative and find my own voice. And during the pandemic was the first time in 10 years. So I have sat down. I've been touring and traveling for so long that, you know, there's a lot, a lot of noise. And when there's a lot of noise around you, you're unable to be in the quiet and learn new different things and different traits. So during the pandemic, um, I started learning how to produce music and I started learning how to play piano. Um, the thing I didn't, didn't pay attention to in school when I did take piano lessons, I really didn't pay attention. But now, you know, like in the pandemic, I I was able to like, just learn off YouTube and, um, ask my friends, my, my, my musical directors, like, you know, questions about playing the piano. So anyway, going into the pandemic, I really started finding a different voice for myself and not, um, saying, this is what I want to do. It was just naturally happened. And so my first single, All Mine, that's out right now, was the product of that. It was the very first song that I produced on my own, my very first one. And it was a very scary thing to go through because I I didn't know anything. I just watched my other producers produce. Um, I do know music, but I didn't know how to necessarily... Um, I think we all think, like, it's so complex. But when you start... In- my mom likes to say, um, or no, that's my mom. She says, "How do you bite an elephant? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time?" So, I just, um, you know, uh, watched YouTube videos on on mixing and getting my ideas out there. I think I threw at the kitchen table in my first um, the first go around, and somebody was like, "That's too much." So, I started just taking things out, and uh, and then I worked with uh, my friend Biscuit and Butter, who put their thing on it, and. Um, and then, you know, started to really find my voice. And um, I named the album Pop Star because I think when people think that of Pop Star, it's like, here we are, like, this, um, this person who has been trained to do a certain thing and who's being told. But to me, what a, what a true Pop Star is, is someone who's trained themselves and really, um, you know, sought uh, out their craft and really wanted excellence in every part of their craft. And to me that's what a pop star is and it my, my middle name is Star um which is the reason why I named you know the, the album with my middle name in it so so there we go
0: okay well yeah. now let's talk a little bit about you as a songwriter um <laughs> You know, every songwriter has their process when they sit down to write. You know, you've got the Nashville process where it's approached like a job. You have, you know, writing times and it's very structured and, you know, you kind of make appointments with co-writers. And then there's others who like to, you know, collect little ideas here and there and lay them out when the inspiration hits. What's kind of your method when you sit down that allows you to tap into the muse?
6: Hmm. You know, for me I don't have like a set schedule. I I try to go by inspiration. And so um I think I work best for myself like when I don't have that pressure of like I got to go this day, this day, this day, this day. Um I, I although I do have a schedule of going, it's really built off of inspiration. And if I'm inspired by something that's going on in my life or um how I want to feel, like even with this particular album, I wanted to feel happy again, I was tired of watching the news, I was tired of hearing all the bad things that was going on in the world, we're all going to die, the world is going kaput, and I just wanted to shut out the world, and really bring the joy back that I felt growing up as a kid, or experiencing that, so I think for this process that I went through, this particular process, it was really just an organic process. I wanted to go in. I wanted. I was inspired by sounds. I was inspired by lyrics. I was inspired by um, um, emotions that that moved me um, and life experiences. So um, my my process, really, like I said, is just based off inspiration. And um, if I'm inspired by something, I have to drop everything right there and and do it. Because if I don't, then it kind of fades away. So, um, you know, I go into the studio. Um, I, I'll start out by doing pre-production at my house. Um, I have a, uh, a home studio there. And um, I do a recording process there. And um, I get everything out that, I, that I'm that seeing or hearing out first. And if I'm working with other producers, then I'll send them that. And they work on it from their side. And then um, after we do that, then I'll go into the studio and start recording the real version.
0: Okay. Now, you know, um, I'm always intrigued about melody as opposed to lyric, because uh, lyric is is a craft. You know, the more you do it, the better you get at it. You get this little—it's kind of a logical process because you have to have a story, you have to have continuity. There's rhyme, there's meter. But melody is a little different. Some songwriters like to work off a groove. Others like a chord structure. And then there's others that, that kind of uh, allow the cadence of the lyric to kind of dictate where the melody should go. When you yeah. start searching for your melodies, what what is your go-to?
6: Honestly, my inspiration is with the music. I try not to do anything separate of the music. There's times when I when I get melodies on my own without any music. But... For me, the, the music will tell you what the melody is for myself. Um, and so I, I like to have some type of thing, whether it's a piano player with me, and I tell them, like, kind of where I want to go, or I'm working with um, other producers. Um, I like to do the music first, then be inspired by the melody there and after. Um, because, like I said, the music always speaks to you. It tells you where it wants to go. Um, And um, yeah, so that's basically my process.
0: Okay. Now you had mentioned that you have a home recording studio, you know, and every songwriter has their toolbox, the the, you know, the the things that they use when they sit down to write. Uh, Besides the home recording studio, what other tools do you have in that toolbox that you call upon when you sit down to write songs?
6: The number one thing that I call upon is my recorder on my phone. I always have my phone on me. And so um, I, if I have a melody, I'll literally just go and grab my cell phone and click on my, um, my recorder because, you know, every phone is built with their you know their phone recorders. And I'll record it then, right then, my idea right then, and then I'll try to tell myself what it is that I'm looking for. So that's key for me. And then after that... Um, after I do, like, a melody, I'm not even necessarily singing um, lyrics. I'm just singing a melody. After I sing the melody, I go back and listen to it, and then I hear the lyrics sometimes. I hear what I'm trying to say within my melody that I'm singing, and then I'll get a, um, a, a pad, a notepad um, down. Um, sometimes if there's not a notepad, I'll use a notepad on my phone, but I, t- I typically like to use a pen and paper. It always helps me um, scratch out really quickly or not get distracted from my cell phone that would be going off a million
0: times a day. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah. now I'm a real recording geek. I, I have to, you know, I have to admit, you know, I'm always interested in what software, you know, other musicians are using as their mm-hmm. digital audio workstation, their DAW. Uh, what software do you use in your home studio? I
6: use Logic Pro. Okay. And um, Logic, Logic is actually... So great when I first started out I felt like such an amateur like I was using GarageBand and um, my friends who are you know major producers in the industry they're like don't be embarrassed by that they're like um, you know Log- I mean GarageBand is now you know really up to par with a lot of things i with a so I started out on GarageBand and I learned how to use it then um, I went into Logic and really started studying it and it's so easy it's a, it's an upgrade obviously from GarageBand, but it's so much easier to understand um and to gain um yeah to gain understanding about how to record
0: okay now let's talk about going into the studio um every artist has their way of capturing their sound you know a song is something to say but going into the studio creates the identity of not only the song, but of you as an artist. That sound that, that really kind of brings people to it, kind of fleshes it out. Yeah. What is your process when you go into that environment that allows you to capture your sound?
6: <clears throat> See, that's the thing. For me, I never really enjoyed going to the studio. I, I love performing live. I love performing live. And then when you go into the studio... You have these cans on your ears. You, you hear everything back, and you're like, oh, that was terrible. Oh, I don't like that. So I had to get used to the recording process because I really didn't like it that at much at first. Um, but now I've, I've found um, um, a pro- the process for me that works best is me doing it at home where I don't have the outside world there. It's just myself, and that's why I have my home studio so that way I'm by myself and I'm in the privacy of myself. I can um, shut out all these thoughts get the idea out, hear exactly what I wanted to do, and then go into the studio so I'm not wasting out anybody else's time trying to figure that out and then getting nervous about that. So I, t- I tend to, to pre-record, do the pre-production at my house so I know exactly what I'm going to do. Then when I get to the studio and I have either other producers working with me or other vocal pr- producers working with me, um, they can help me build upon what I already know or say, here, go softer, here, sing a little bit harder, here, or because I'm a live performer, um, and i sing live all the time i have a very strong voice so sometimes it can you know live it's a different process than singing in the studio you don't want to sing exactly as strong as you would sing live you know so sometimes you have to pull it back and it's good to hear have somebody else there who hears you and who can kind of direct you in that area to make whatever you're trying to build um a better name
0: okay now tell me a little bit about the lineup on this who's playing
6: Um, so right now we have uh, Keith Harris he's the producer he's actually he works with um, he's a drummer for um, uh, Black Eyed Peas and he also produced um, Fuego which is one of Black Eyed Peas number one song right now they have um, I think a billion uh, listens on the song right now which is really awesome and um, playing guitar on. I'm trying to get the guy's name right now he's really really great um I, I forgot what his name is. Let me see. Um, his name is. Let's see what his name is. Um. Anyway, he he he's a great musician that sing, that plays with a lot of people. I just can't remember exactly what his name is. I will trying to look it it up in our text messages right now. Um. But yeah, really great guitar players. Um. And keyboard is a guy, another guy named Keith. Um but he goes by Buddha, B-U-T-C-A. He's an artist as well. He's another producer. Okay. Um, Fax, um, is a guy named, he's a, also a rapper. He used to play with John Legend, um, and he plays with all different artists as well. I'm actually on my way to the studio right now to go work with him right now. And um, so, yeah, so once we are finished with um, the production, then we bring in the live players to play exactly what we want and build upon that. So, yeah, a lot of different players. Um that jump on the tracks with us, and um, they're really amazing, really amazing
0: guys. Cool. It sounds like you got an all-star lineup on this. yeah, yeah, it's
6: really exciting.
0: Now, let's face it, going into the studio, for hiring musicians, getting a publicist, all of those things cost money. Uh, yes. And you know, the industry has changed over the last twenty years, especially with the digital revolution. And the consumer now has embraced streaming as a way to consume music. And what right. has happened is, is they now no longer look at the recorded project as a product that they can go to the store and purchase. They don't want to purchase it. They don't want right. to store it on their shelves. They don't want to store it as a download on their phones. They want to be able to go up and just listen to whatever they want to. Ever, anytime they want to listen. It's now a sure. service. It's no right. longer that product. How has that shift in perception by the consumer affected you as an artist?
6: Um, I think what that has done, I think back, back in the day, um, it was a little bit more of a pinhole, the music industry was, in order to get first like independent music out um i think there's pros and there is cons as far as i me i think it affected me in a good in a better way in the sense of how um i've been able to distribute it out um simple things like ditto or you know tune four um those are easy distribution things um that don't have to be micromanaged by a big company when you don't have money and stuff like that. Um, But as far as, like, the consumer and, like, you know, not really necessarily getting paid much on your... You're right. It it is, it's tough on any artist and I think that you have to find ways as an artist to continue your craft and um, enjoy your craft enough that you're not really basing it off of, you know, um, the number game, as I, as I like to call it, because you'll get discouraged, but those numbers will start growing, I think, um, based off of, like, Spotify and stuff like that. As far as myself, it has affected me, but it hasn't affected me in a sense as, you know, somebody who has been signed and was, like, huge huge um, artist. It's kind of been easier for me um, because of the platforms that we're able to put our music on.
0: Okay. Well, you know, it, it's... It's true that, you know, this whole world of streaming, uh, it's it's great for the consumer, but it's a double-edged sword for the artist because you do have access to this worldwide market. You have the ability to put your music up, you know, to this worldwide market. But, you know, I read this article where the, you know, when you look at all the money that's being generated by the music industry, only 12% gets... You know uh fed back to the artists or the content right. creators themselves, if right. you look at the sports industry um they're you know they 're getting fifty percent of all the generated yeah. income right
7: so there 's exactly. a huge
0: disparity there now yeah. there is technology coming up that will even the playing field. Um, The same technology that generates or or fuels the cryptocurrency market, this blockchain technology, is now being utilized for new streaming platforms, the NFT uh, world, Uh, you know, the non-fungible tokens. Uh, What do you think of this new technology and how it's going to affect us as artists in the future?
6: And I'm actually in the process right now of doing my own. Um, I think it's so exciting because it puts, it puts um, the playing field back in our hands. I think that um, we haven't been treated correct. I think, okay, going back to what you were saying, I think artists have, this, there's something about it, I don't know what it is, but... A lot of times being an artist, deval—like people look at you as devalued, as, you know, well, you can do this at any time, or it's not that big of a deal. So they devalue it, right? They don't dev- devalue music as such, but they'll just deval- uh, devalue the artist. So I think by the NFTs, it's putting everything back into the artist's um, hands. Because, you know, you hear a lot of people like Prince talked about, you um, you know, some labels were doing this to him or even Michael were saying that. And with this, you have the opportunity to create your own platform, to create your own um, percentages, your own, um, you know, publishing and all that kind of stuff. And I'm so excited about it because the, the thing that I'm um, I'm working on right now with NFC, um is going to be monumental. And I'm, I'm super excited about the platform that that we get to have with it, you know?
0: Okay. So what are the, some of the things you're doing as far as NFTs are concerned? What's some of the, the things you, you're looking at?
6: So basically, I, um, I I had this idea last year, or a couple years ago. I'm starting to be performing um, each song on the record um, in the States. That it was written. Okay, so basically, um, I'll give you an example. Um, the song, one of my songs called "She," was written to celebrate women and children. And there's a story behind every song. So through the story, the story is going to be portrayed. portrayed my performance, and we're, we're going to be able to do make that an, an NFT, and um, people are going to be able to buy my performance, and not only that, get an exclusive copy of the of the album that
0: we're putting out of the new um, EP. Oh, nice! Now yeah. you know um, one of the things I've seen being util- utilized in the NFT market is um, royalty sharing. Or, or actually assigning a portion of the, your royalties to your fan base. I know Naz just put up two songs on royalty.io where he's selling 50% of his streaming royalties. And when you do the numbers, he ends up with almost $600,000 for 50% of just the streaming royalties of two songs. That's literally changing pennies and dollars. What do you think of right. that, that um, concept? That's
6: incredible. It's incredible. I mean, if you think of helps what we're getting based off of the streaming um, off of Spotify, you know, you get 100,000 uh, streams or 200,000 streams, you get a, a $10 check. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So, so it's incredible.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, because not only does he get that upfront money, but now he has a whole, I think it's something like 1,200 people that would purchase these tokens that would end up now being a marketing team for him, you know, because they're going to push it because they're going to reap the benefits of his streams. Yes, exactly. And now
6: it's like, you know, you're making a business of yourself. You're you're helping others create their own business line. And I think that...
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, when the pandemic hit, one of the things that I noticed happened is that um, a lot of artists started going onto the internet. They started doing live streams. They started working their social media. Because let's face it, they had time now. Uh, And it really kind of uh, accelerated this world of content creation, where you know, they started to look at the Internet as a broadcast network and their their social media marketing almost like a, a reality show. And right. the fans really gravitated to that, because let's face it, broadcast television has been dominated by reality shows for over 20 years now. So that right. whole thought process, that whole mentality is is very prominent. In, in the fan base. Um right. how are you negotiating this world of content creation?
6: Uh, that's a whole thing for me. I to be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of it because it like more work on you know, I, I always tell when I'm ever talking to or, or um, Artist, it you have to know everything. You have to know how to edit videos. You have, you have to know how to um, record, so that way you have a great quality sound. You have to know how to take pictures and do your makeup and your hair. And I think that it's a good thing, but it's also uh, it it takes the the um, mysteriousness away from the artist. That was actually just in a discussion today with um, my PR agency you' we were just talking about that. And personally, myself, I don't go to every single party around town, right? If I did, they'd be like, oh, there she is again. Oh, there she is again. Oh, there she is again. But if you show up every once in a while, it's like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you, right? So I think it's kind of like that with social media. It's like you get kind of worn out. Um, and um, I personally feel um, that... Worn out. I, I like all, and, and not only necessarily from everybody always seeing you, but also the fact that the artist has to create all this stuff constantly. And then, where is there room for just being quiet? Where is there room for being an artist? Yeah, it does help on one platform, but on the, another platform it's like, um, I think just sometimes it's just too much. You know.
0: Well, you know, and, and I agree with you. There is a, you know, there is a, a line between consistency and oversaturation but you know a lot of artists are using these platforms to kind of give the fans the feeling that they are personally connected you know if you go look at like David Grohl by you know doing the drum battles with the 11 year old girl drummer and then bringing her on stage it all goes to creating his brand you know what I mean and, and I think yeah. the brand now is the product, you know?
6: Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, I totally agree. The brand is definitely the product. And, you know, I think it's like a double-edged sword. It's good on one hand, and on another hand, um, you know, it could be a bad thing, but it's also a good thing. But also, like, I think, what I also think is that it's... Like you said, oversaturation. There's so many artists out there, right? So, um, I don't know. Sometimes I, can, I I look at it and I'm like, is it a good thing that just it's accessible? And I asked this question the other day on Facebook. I said, do you think that music is now as valuable as it was before when not everybody can do it, right? And I'm not saying not everybody gets a chance to, but is it the same value? Do, do you still hold the same value with artists? And I, I got a lot of um, interesting um, comments saying, and which I agree with, uh, in some, that music never gets devalued, but it also, it, it can devalue the sensory, your sensories of oh, not, not really getting to know this artist because you're on to the next one, the next minute, you know, and it makes our, um, what's the word? It makes our um, attention span kind of go away quickly.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Well, I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, you know, the the value of music has, has changed. I wouldn't say diminished, but it has changed in the yeah. eyes of the consumer because right. they're not purchasing it anymore. There's exactly. not that tactile experience of going to a store, seeing an album cover or well I'm an old guy, uh C D <laughs> cover, uh and, and, and then you know Putting out money for it, bringing it home, listening to it, having it on your shelf as a you know as an item. Now it's right. it's more ethereal. It's it's there whenever you want it. You can listen to anything that's been recorded in a, in the last hundred years. So yeah. it's it's a different experience. People are consuming more of it now because right. of its accessibility. We right. just need to create an equitable uh, system that allows the artist to profit from that and to continue right. to create, you I, know?
6: I totally agree. I, I totally agree. I, I 100% agree.
0: I definitely, I agree with you as well. You know, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us. and uh, okay. we. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure and uh we're going to give everyone out there a double shot from your new release. You guys out there, you know what? Turn it up loud. Screw the neighbors. We're going to have some fun. <laughs>
5: Take
8: this
9: song and make
10: it your own, Father God, because it does not okay, belong to us
8: to you, Everybody, question? Yeah. Start. Spin. Okay, she take
3: one. Mark. <laughs>
5: the blame the lines from a smile remains the same a mother's love was not enough when they broke her down for being tough maybe in time love will defy put it together we see she was right right from her heart strong from the start of woman She's a They told her small was just a game Deep down inside she'd find it new Then loving herself she'd find the truth Maybe in time love will define Put it together they say she was mine right from her heart, strong from the start
0: that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution.
11: change on my skin
12: me in my mind. I can't get along with the things you say and the faults you always find. It's time to tell you, baby. Yeah, it's time to close that door. We once had a good thing going on, but I just can't take no more. I was keeping you all I had Just the way the good things go wrong When the good times turn to bad So it's time to tell you, baby It's time we say goodbye Looking back at the good times, baby That disappeared by a The life we lived and the nights she you shed my bed. Here it's time to tell you baby Here it's time to close my door Go find another guy Cause my Man love ain't there no more I can't take it
0: the blues scale.
7: La, la.
13: Now you sing it with me. Green. Now let's try it like this
7: the world
5: you So here's a moment
10: no longer have to hear the blues in a smoke-filled nightclub on the edge of town. It's a pleasant environment, but uh, but in the 21st century, uh, you know, you don't even have to leave the couch. Just turn on the TV, in commercials, or as theme songs. You will see and hear the blues are everywhere. I'm Elwood.
9: Mama told Papa, be quiet as a mouse. Papa climbed up to the top of the house. He made a lot of whoopee, made a lot of noise. Stood up in jail with the rest of the boys. Babies in the cradle, brothers on the town. Sisters in the parlor, trying on the gown. Mama's in the kitchen, messing all around. Papa's on the house, type it, won't But when the o's go, babies in the cradle, brothers on the town, sisters in the parlor trying the gown. Mamas in the kitchen messing all around. Papa's on the house top, but won't come down. Well, papa saw a chicken out in the yard, picked up a rock and hit it hard. Hit it hard and killed it dead now in the gravy and the gravy's on the bread babies in the cradle brothers on the town sisters in the parlor trying on a gown mamas in the kitchen messing all around papas on A bit cold. Put the baby in the cradle and the blue's out the door Baby's in the cradle, brother's on the town Sister's in the parlor, trying on a gown Mama's in the kitchen, messing all around
2: was recorded earlier
14: so the producer and cast didn't have to walk home in the dark.
15: If you can, where goes the soul of a man?
0: shows, curl up in a duvet, maybe even draw up a bath and see where the night takes you. That sounds
16: real nice.
2: How could there possibly be this many blues?
14: trials that we're both gonna have to go through All I know is that I don't want to live my life without you You and I both needed someone that understands We couldn't help but fall in love I don't ever want it to end I got something so wrong Feels so right You make me feel so good Holding you so tight Maybe our friends and our families They can never understand Cause you're somebody's woman and I'm somebody else's man. I got something so wrong. could never understand Cause you're somebody's woman And I'm somebody else's man something so wrong? How could something so wrong? Feel so damn
0: it that's my show for tonight i hope you enjoyed yourself i hope you heard some artists that you didn't know about and enjoyed some artists that you did and remember all of these artists that i played on this show are out there right now touring and creating new original music rooted in the blues if you want to keep the blues alive, you have to support the artists who are out there creating that new music. Because it is a living art form that is being performed every single night, somewhere in the world. So if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingascene.org. You can find out about some great new artists and the runs that we played on this show tonight Head them to your playlist And you can discover them on our website So, till next time This is Lahamadou
14: Tech,
7: I'm out
0: of here
14: Baby, just gone away Talked to left home With my friend, that gone Lost my dog, I'm alone Just fought somebody I mean, found it funny I got knocked in the head Man, my old friend's not lying They think I'm dead